Welcome to The Real Deal with Jen Costa, your podcast for all things spiritual, where I take you along on my journey through life and we talk about mediumship, all things woo, and everything in between. Let's get started. So this week I wanted to talk about three things, why I do mediumship, things that came up around the podcast this week for me, and the stereotypes of mediumship, and they're all intertwined together for me anyway. And this came up because I was, as I've been putting out the podcast, I've been getting reactions from people and feedback or just encouragement, and it's been really interesting for me. I think sometimes when you come from a place of having trauma or certain kinds or just experiences in life that compliments or positive feedback can sometimes be hard to take. And that probably sounds crazy, but if you know, you know. I've had people this week say to me, or even last week, in the last few weeks, I've had them say I've had a soothing voice. I've had them say encouraging words saying that they love it. I've had people that I didn't even realize would be interested in this stuff reach out to me and say, this is great. I've like binged your episodes. And to me, I'm kind of like, wow, this is wild, right? And this kind of goes back to the first point of like, why do I do mediumship? The way I originally started was not, it was not my intention to start doing this at all. If you knew me, um, or even if you don't in the past, I was a very grounded person. I was like, I was a cop then I went to graphic design, like I, this is the furthest from what I thought for myself would ever happen. I never really did meditation even until I started this whole experience. So a few weeks ago, I was at the Sacred Spirit Retreat and someone asked me like, why do you do this? Like, what's your why? And I was like, oh, and I paused, but like, I immediately knew the answer. And for me, And I only speak for me. I won't speak for anyone else because everyone has a different experience. I do it because I said to her, it has saved my life. It has given me life. It has given me my life back. And when I say it saved my life, I wasn't suicidal or anything like that. But when you go through trauma, you can go to really dark places, right? So I'm very comfortable now with those dark places. But before it was like I used them to get me through. I used my grit to get me through the dark places. And it helps to unlearn how to do that through mediumship in all kinds of wild ways. It has helped me heal myself more than any therapy that I've done. And I don't discount therapy at all. I actually, uh, my partner is a therapist. So there is a lot of therapy happening in my life on the regular. I cannot escape that. But I do think it is helpful. But I do for my own self, I have experienced a massive amount of growth and healing through mediumship. And maybe that in itself deserves a full episode to go into because to explain that to someone who's never done it, I think I would have to do some thinking about how to put words around that. But the healing that I've been able to do through this has allowed me to be fully present in my life. As before, I used to feel that there was like almost like a fog in my brain, like everything was cloudy. I could never be very present. And I guess you could say I was probably somewhat disassociated with everything because of trauma, like trauma responses that I had created or like systems of existing 
how it worked for me to survive certain situations like that I had when I was younger to now bring me to a place of how do I exist with this now as an adult because it's really not serving me. I don't need to be in trauma-based patterns or try to protect myself the way I used to when I was younger. Like I'm fine, but it's not serving me. So it's helped me identify those things. I've also been able to identify my own triggers and like from PTSD and panic attacks and things like that a lot quicker through this. But again, this is my own experience. It's not everyone's experience. I'm just trying to give you an idea of why I do it. And another reason I do it is because as I started to practice this stuff, I realized a bit of the healing that I could give other people. So when someone passes away, it's sad and it hurts and we miss them. I think everyone can understand that experience. Everyone's probably lost someone. If not a person, maybe a pet. And with that comes this sadness and heaviness. And none of us really know what happens after we pass away. We don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. I'm not going to sit here and try and tell you, this is what I think. It's like, I don't know, honestly. All I know is what I'm experiencing now. And to see some of the tiny bits of healing or relief or thought-provoking experiences that I've been able to give people by doing this, it's almost in a way of like me being able to give back what I have received. And really, in the end, that's kind of what it's all about. To be in a place of such pain and then be able to heal yourself slowly and experience life differently and then be able to try and give a tiniest, the tiniest portion of that to someone else is really my why. Because I know what it's like to be in pain, like deep pain. Or even like pain, maybe some of it I've created myself from like the trauma responses. But to be able to give that back to someone else or like a small portion of hope or like you plant a seed of thought for them of like, hey, and maybe it's just that tiny little seed. Maybe it's you didn't change their life. I'm not going in expecting to change people's lives, but maybe just give them that small, tiny like seed of a thought to be like, hmm, to be able to like go on their own journey of not mediumship, but like, hey, maybe something else is going on here. Maybe there's more. And it's like, think about it. We live in a freaking solar system, right? Look at like space stuff. Like, I don't even know about all of this, but like, think about it from a like philosophical perspective. We're on a friggin' rock, like in the, in the galaxy, spinning around. There's planets spinning around that, that like are made of like gases and some of rock and stuff. And we haven't even experienced all that's out in space and like you're gonna sit and tell me we can't talk to like people maybe who've passed I'm like mm, I don't know like there's a little bit more going on here I don't know exactly what it is but there's some stuff going down you know so through my experiences or hearing about it from someone who maybe experienced the complete opposite of here I'm a cop I am like in the world it's ugly it's hard to hey you can actually meditate and like cool things can happen. It's kind of like a wild ride for me. Maybe there's more out there. And this is where like the podcast comes in from the healing perspective. So when I say that like mediumship heals me, another aspect of this is me talking about it and putting out this podcast. Since I've put out the podcast, I've received all kinds of amazing experiences and compliments and feedback from people, which for me has been super helpful because putting this out there 
is like putting myself at risk, right? For criticism, for, hey, you're crazy, for all these kinds of things. And I think it's taking me six years, these six years, to get to the point where I am comfortable talking about it, where I can stand in my own power, I guess, and tell people, this is what I'm doing. It's helped me. You take it or leave it. I'm not trying to convert anyone. I'm only doing this for me. I'm not doing this for anyone else. I'm doing it because it helps heal me. And if I can give a little bit back to people, then that's what I want to do. But with this podcast comes the fear of potential criticism, right? Like Jen's crazy. Jen's lost her mind. She's talking about what? Like talking to dead people? Are you kidding me? And it kind of makes me laugh. And I'll go into the stereotypes in a few minutes. But this in itself for me has been a healing journey to be able to stand in my own power and say, this is what I'm doing. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it all means. I don't know where it's going to end up. I don't know where it's going to lead. But like, hey, it's been able to help me heal my own issues about being seen and heard. I mean, just putting this out, these episodes or this podcast in general, I've gone through a range of emotions of like excitement, fear, anxiety, shame, like you name it, I've probably had it. And all of the negative things that I have thought were going to happen, haven't. Maybe people are talking negative behind my back. I don't know. But what I'm receiving to my face is nothing but positive. And it's interesting because by doing this, I'm putting myself out there as, what would they call them in the old days? Like a heretic, right? You're the weirdo. You're doing what? And I laugh. So this is where I'll go into the stereotypes. I think mediumship is ripe with stereotypes like I feel like I want to have the tagline of like not your mama's medium or not your grandma's medium but even in the area I grew up in right so I'm in Massachusetts and like Salem's not that far away from us I grew up going to Salem as a kid all the time and it was like like you don't go there in October the traffic's insane but when we'd go it would be all about the witches right and you're like oh my god witches then they're like, oh, they burned them at the stake. And I'm like, whoa, that's messed up, right? But I'm like, what were they doing? So like, I never really thought about it as a kid. But then as an adult, I go look back now and I'm thinking, no wonder why I even feel like, oh, I'm weird. Like, I don't identify as a witch. I don't identify as anything except Jen, right? If you've listened to me or know me at all, I don't like to be told what to do. So don't call me anything. <laughs> even psychic medium, I'm like, don't like those words. But I guess if you have to call something, call me something, then call me that, even though I don't agree with like what those words mean and the weight they carry in the past. So with Salem being so close, I think in this area too, like even a witch, like I had someone say to me one day, oh, the girl who owns this business, she's a witch. And I thought to myself, what the hell does that mean? Like, all right, like, I don't know. I don't know what a witch is. What's a witch? Like even people online now that I know I'm friends with are like, oh, doing witchy stuff. And I'm like, what is that? But I'm like, hey, maybe it doesn't need to mean anything. In our culture overall in America, it's so funny. I've been thinking about it the last week. We have all these different religions and that's okay, right? Or accepted. We'll say that's accepted, but mediumship is weird. And I laugh thinking about it because I'm like, okay, you people pray to gods, you, you know, have whatever beliefs you have, yet this is the odd stuff. It's like, like, I think about even Jesus and Easter and there was a meme going around and it talked about 
of Jesus rising from the dead on the third day. And I laughed and I started saying to people like, yeah, okay, but we're the weirdos. Like you saying this guy was dead for three days and then like rose up like, hello. But I think as far as being in North America, being raised as an American with Italian, American, really strong background, Catholicism and religion, they came into play. And like, I was able to see that. And I never really resonated with it, but I always had a faith in something. There was always a belief there. But I think in America, our culture tells us, like, what's accepted. Like, they're like, oh, this is right, this is wrong. And people tend to lean one way or the other. However, if you think about other cultures, like the indigenous cultures, this is normal. They call them spirit talkers. Like what I do would be called a spirit talker in a different culture. I just happen to be, live in America and grow up in this culture. I have another friend who's um, from Cambodia and they grow up way more connected spiritually than we ever have. And it makes me think like, okay, I don't think there's anything right or anything wrong, but it just gives me food for thought and I want to pass it on to you to be like, think about it. Is it actually that weird or are we just being told what to think? I think there are similarities also in being gay. In Massachusetts for the last so many years, you could not get married legally in the state, but now you can. But then in like other cultures to this day, you could be stoned to death or killed for being gay. So it's like our cultures define what's okay for us one way or another. And depending what culture you grew up in or what you expose yourself to, that can make you lean one way or another. So I don't look at mediumship as a religion. I'm not a gypsy looking into a ball. But people still have ideas and thoughts about what it is. And I don't think Hollywood has helped that. I don't think the American culture helps it. I don't think religion, honestly, even helps it. And I think that's part of the reason I do this, to try and put some normalcy to what this is and how it can exist in this world. Like I'm still living my life. I'm still grocery shopping. I'm still taking my daughter, you know, to school or things like that. I don't have all the answers, but I also do know that there's possibly more to what's going on than I realize. I also know it takes people time to come around to things. It took me six years to come out and be able to do this podcast and to speak to people and say, this is what I've experienced. I don't have all the answers, but this is what I can tell you. And again, I'm not trying to convert people at all. I'm just living my own life. And I find it interesting because my hesitation with putting out the podcast was really, what are people going to think? And I've even talked about this with my partner recently because she's a bit more concerned about her family knowing about what I do. And we've been together four years now. And it hasn't come up because I haven't been out and about with it. But now with the podcast, I'm out and about. I couldn't be any more, hey, this is what's happening than I am right now. So I'm trying to give her space to, okay, hey, say, hey, like, how do you want to deal with this? You might want to talk to your family about it. And she's a bit hesitant. And that's totally okay because I'm reminding myself that, hey, it took me six years to get to the point where I'm okay with this. And I'm lucky enough to have a partner who's accepting and has gone on kind of like this whole journey with me and been supportive. 
and I know other people who don't have that. What I've realized is most people's knee-jerk reaction is based on stereotype. The same thing with me being gay. If people don't know right off the bat, which with me, I don't know how you don't, but some people don't, they get to know you and then they're like, oh, you're a nice person. And then they find out you're gay and then they're like, oh, like there's a surprise there, like almost like they had a different expectation of what that would look like or what I would be like or what someone who's gay would be like. And I've actually had that experience that people are like, oh, you are like, I don't know. Did you expect me to like turn into like some kind of demon and like come at you? (laughs) And I've realized so many correlations between mediumship and being gay that it's kind of comical at this point. I've realized that people are scared of what they don't understand or aren't familiar with. So that fear in their own thoughts or experiences in life is really what it's based on. It's not about me being a medium and them being like, oh, she's crazy. It's really about them. But it doesn't make it any easier. But when you can think of it that way, it makes it easier on me anyway. So my hope is, I guess, as you listen to this, think about the stereotypes, think about your own thoughts, think about what we've been told is normal and not normal, and maybe where that actually came from. And even like if you feel shame, like I feel shame sometimes, or I felt worried or fear about this, like was that my fear? Or was that someone else's fear or shame coming through that I'm feeling? Because there's no turn back on this for me. Like I'm all in on this now. And I know that people, there will be people who will not accept it, like it, who will judge it. And that's fine. And I've really come to the place in my life where I'm like, that's okay, because that's your journey. That's not mine. My journey, I'm on it. This is where I'm at. And I'm putting it out there. You don't have to like it. It can scare you. You can feel shame. You can feel fear, but I'm not going to take that on. And really, that's what it comes down to. So I hope it's given you perspective to just think and don't talk. Just listen. Listen to what people have to say. Listen to your own self. And like, if something comes up, ask where, whose is that? Like, or where did it come from? And just be open because here's the thing. Anyone can be a medium. That's what people don't realize. Do I think everyone wants to be medium? No. Did I want to initially? No. Who wants to do anything that's going to bring them like potential like problems or grief or you know, having to go through all this healing. I wouldn't have volunteered for that, but I guess I did, right? But I don't think everyone's meant to be a medium, but everyone can connect. And if anyone tells you they can't, I'm calling BS on that. Everyone can. And you don't have to do it in ways that I'm doing it. You can do it in subtle ways. You can do it in small ways. You do it in ways that work for you. It can be as simple as, hey, if you go to church, that's cool. Go to church and like connect. You can talk to your people any way that you see fit. It doesn't have to be how I do it or how the person down the street does it. But they are all, our loved ones are all open to connecting, no matter the relationship we've had with them here. Sometimes I've found for me, the classes were helpful because this did get so intense for me and I was so open to it. But again, you don't have to be. It can be as small as writing in your journal and talking to your past loved ones. It could be just speaking to them while you're sitting on the porch in your mind. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can be going to a grave site and just sitting there and being with their memory. It doesn't have to be anything specific. It can be anything you want it to. So my hope is that you find some ways 
for you to connect with your own loved ones. And if that means going through a medium, that's fine. But I push you to try ways in which you don't have to do that, in which you can just sit and have a quiet moment with yourself and see what feels right. And you might be surprised what comes up. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave me a review or rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to share with friends. And if you're interested in getting a reading from me, you can book directly on jencostamedium.com. Have an awesome day, and thanks for taking the time to listen.